So the listeners won't know, but you and I tried to record yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, John had some a little mishap with his computer. Please inform us what happened. So this is the saga of um, what my June 1st evening was like. Um, I stopped at Kroger on the way home to get a gallon of milk, um, amongst other things. And um, I'm checking out. I'm putting my card in the reader at the checkout. And, like, lights flicker. stuff Like, the register died. And then, like, the, the full-on power in the store went out. And then it came right back on. And I was like, okay, that's weird. That's not something that normally happens at a grocery store. But it did that, like, four or five times. And every time... That's, that's fewer... obnoxious at that point. Yeah. And every time, fewer and fewer lights came back on. <laughs> to the point, like, when I left... And I, you know how, like, Kroger has that little lobby, right? When you walk in? The lights to that lobby never came back on in the entire time I was there. Oh, dear. So, and the, my, my cashier, she was like, oh, I restarted my machine. I don't know how long it'll be. Um, I ended up going to a self-checkout, but she was like, well, it's 10 till six. I get off at six. That's not my problem anymore. And she left. She just left you there. <laughs> well, I mean, so it's the store I had worked at before and she and I had like worked adjacently and not really ever in the same department. So it was, there, there was a little bit of camaraderie there. It's not just like, well, I'm hourly and I'm leaving. It was okay, like, yeah. I know So it wasn't you. just like, peace out. Good luck. I know you. And I'm hourly and I'm leaving. <laughs> so I get home. Well, I, I'm standing there waiting. And it, I was there for an inordinate amount of time. And um, in that in that time, my wife had texted me saying, hey, the power's going in and out here. What do we need to do? And I was like, weird. It's going in and out here at the, at, at the grocery store, too. And long story short, it... I got home at like six and power didn't come back on until like eight, which doesn't really mean a whole lot, except when you go to the store to get a gallon of milk. Um, but in that time I get, so I get, we're going to record Wednesday night and I get upstairs and, oh, you know, this is going to be great. I'm really excited. We have a lot of really fun stuff to talk about. Genuinely stuff I'm very excited about. And I go to turn on my computer, nothing. I go to turn on like, so I turn on the, the overhead light that comes on fine. So I was like, oh, okay. There's power in the room. We're going to be okay. I turn on, I try to turn on some of these lights, nothing. Everything that's plugged into an outlet here is dead. And I am immediately panicking because that's a reflection of who I am as a person. And my surge protectors aren't lit up. I'm turning them on and off, trying to like, well, maybe, you know, maybe if I just turn them on and off again, you know, it'll work. Because I'm panicking, it fried my computer. And I just kind of have my little panic. I freak out. And Meg... (laughs) The wonderful, amazing person she is, um, right before bed, because she goes to bed a lot earlier than I do because she's a responsible adult, um, in her, in her like, tired stupor is a word that is not used frequently enough, um, stumbles upstairs, sees me mid-panic, and is like, all right, I'm going to go downstairs and see if it's the breaker. Ah, uh, Jay. Yes. Everything is fine because Yay. it tripped the breaker. It tripped the breaker. I would have never, ever considered that. Oh, thank heavens. Yeah, for a rational human being, and uh, so glad you have her in your life. I, I, you would have gone and bought a whole new computer. I probably would have just cried for a while and then been like, okay, well, is is this something that we can claim on insurance? Because it's not like we could sue the electric company. Like, (laughs) like what would what would have been that next step? So, did they ever? Did you ever find out why there was such a big power surge? No, I have a friend who lives like 
maybe five or ten minutes further out of town than we do. And I texted him. I was like, hey, uh, is your power being funky? And he was like, no. And I, I relayed to him the initial part of the story because at that time I didn't know all of this situation that was happening up here. And he was like, yeah, you really picked a bad day to get milk at the store. Anyway, bye. Everything works here. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> real, real pal. And all it was <laughs> was a blown fuse. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so that that's such a relief. It was the way I the way I described it to to some other folks was uh, a roller coaster of emotion because genuinely for for a good bit of last night I was just like emotionally destroyed and then Meg was like oh hey what if it's this thing that's really easy to fix and it turned out to be the right thing mm-hmm. and then it was that kind of like you know that come down you have after you have an adrenaline spike it was kind of like that but except without adrenaline because you know it wasn't really like it wasn't that reaction but it was that similar reaction i bet you slept really good last night oh my gosh dude just from that <laughs> high and so low good. you know and then you're just like oh that's that's it's okay i bet you slept I'm, I'm so, so good i'm so perfectly content in this moment like the 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 type of sleeping good like after you've just cleaned your house really well and in the house is just perfect the room is super clean you just sleep better or uh, have you ever have you ever like done laundry and then put on laundry that you pull fresh from the dryer? Yeah, it's still warm. Oh my gosh, I don't like. So there, I think there are people who like prefer warm sheets. I don't because I like sleeping cold, so I can bundle up and get all cozy. But like that phenomenon of like, oh man, these socks are warm, and I have to go outside, and it's winter. Like it was like that, but emotionally. So Tennessee is not known for its cold. Um, but we do have periods of time where it will get very cold in Tennessee. And um, a few years ago, I think at this point, probably about four years ago, my oldest was uh, young, very young, uh, and, and didn't really think things through, I guess, you know, like just kind of did it without really thinking about it, uh, you know, th- f- seemed like a good idea at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at that time, we lived in a duplex and the washroom, for whatever reason, was outside of the house. You had to leave the house and go to this little room on the back side of the building. And that's where the washer and dryer was. And so middle of the winter, it was like end of January when it gets the coldest here in Tennessee. And my oldest, every morning, would go out in just his pajamas and would throw his clothes into the dryer to warm him up every morning. Mm. And then would go back out. In just his, you know, flimsy, thin pajamas and would put on the warm clothes and did that for like a solid week before we finally were like, what are you doing? And he was like, it makes my clothes really warm. And then I don't get so cold when I go outside. And we said, then don't go outside to put the stuff in the dryer. (laughs) And he was like, oh, yeah. That definitely feels like a chicken and the egg situation. It's like, I want to be warm when I go outside. And like, okay, but what if you don't go outside? Oh, okay. Ooh, an excellent rebuttal. Okay. Great point there, Dad. I like it. Yes, but uh, good oh, times. Man. But we haven't had problems with cold here lately. That's for sure. It has been very warm. So Sorry, I confused. I opened Twitter um because it's one of those like when i open chrome it's one of the automatic tabs that that opens for me and one of the suggested trending topics for me is uh jay i know we famously did not go see morbius um but are you familiar with the meme no i am not the lasting meme so everyone talks about morbius and they say my favorite part was the part of the movie where he looked at the camera he said it's morbin time (laughs) 
And apparently, the meme game of this movie is so strong, it's coming back to theaters tomorrow. Wow. What? Why? I don't know. They're not going to make any more money. I. Mm, Do you think people are actually going to go see it? No. But at the same time, like, realistically, what do they have to lose? I guess so. That's true. I guess it doesn't cost too much to put it in theaters. Yeah, I mean, I would I would think all it is is, you know, it's a digital file for digital projectors. So it's just like, hey, here's this email. With, <laughs> I almost said with a PDF. Like, Down, it's download not, it's the a attachment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wow. That's uh Sorry, that's it, wild. It, it blew my mind because the the suggested tre- the trending topic was it's morbid time in all caps and I was like this is a meme that I'm here for. It's funny. Um and then I got blasted with the will return to over a thousand theaters on June 3rd. <laughs> what? That is definitely something they didn't ask us about. Yes. Yes, they did not. With that, welcome back to another episode. So glad to have you back. Uh, first episode of June. Mm-hmm. Just got done with a bonus episode last week. So back-to-back episodes. They're so this, lucky. So this is officially considered summer, right? Uh, actually, technically, I don't think summer actually starts until June something, because the longest day of the year is in June. Okay. So I think technically we're still in spring. That always blew my mind as a kid, and as you can tell, clearly still as an adult, because it's like, like, I have a desk calendar at work, right? I don't really use it for a whole lot, but it's there, and I'll look at some of the things it says in the bottom of each day, and I'm just like, you mean to tell me the first day of fall isn't until, like, a week before Halloween? And obviously it's a calendar, so it's not like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you, but... It's just, it's fascinating because it's like colloquially, right? You would think, oh, you know, school is out, summer started. That's the, that's what you equate in your head. Not like school is out. We still have a month and a half of spring. No. I just imagine that calendar being like, hey, yo, John, get off my back. Hey, <laughs> why, why is my calendar from New York? <laughs> I don't know. Cause you're giving him a hard time. And he's like, he goes, eh, forget about it. Get off my case. Uh, what are what are some other? I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the park. Well, <sighs> so uh, yes, yeah, so this episode is going to be fun because we've got uh, a lot of different topics to discuss. Um, so we're going to put the uh, Star Wars celebration stuff in the mix with the news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. let's start off with. The Bad Batch trailer. Eh. That's why I started out with it. Yeah. It's... I am... The the biggest curiosity I have with Bad Batch Season 2 is, like, what are they going to do? They already had their, their one plot, and I think it went well, but they abandoned Crosshair. Somehow he gets rescued, which is... I really want to see how that happens, because there's no reason it should happen. Um, Are they just mercenaries now? Like, what is their big picture goal? Living? I feel like this is just going to turn into Rebels 2.0. Ah, so you say that, but there's something else that is much more directly Rebels 2.0. We also, are you, did you have more you want to say about Bad Batch or could be? No, we can definitely okay. move on from that. We can use this natural transition to talk about Ahsoka. Ahsoka. We have a tentative release. They just said like vaguely 2023. 
Or is it spring? They just said 2023. Okay. But we did get some fun confirmations. Yes. Sabine. Sabine has been confirmed and cast. Natasha Liu Bordizo has apparently been Sabine for close to a year. She's been confirmed cast for close to a year. I didn't even realize that. I watched a little bit of the video posted on the Star Wars YouTube with her, Rosario Dawson, and I, I'll be 100% honest with you, I did not cast, I did not catch the name of the part of the host, um, but we also had Hera confirmed, but not cast, and I'll be honest, I'm not as excited about this one, Jay. Um, Chopper has also been confirmed. I hate Chopper. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Every every Star Wars IP does not need a sassy droid. Like when I heard Cassian, season one of Cassian does not have the sassy droid. I was so much more on board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can agree with you there. Um, the uh, I also have heard there's lots of rumors surrounding Ezra mm-hmm. and the, the guy who plays Aladdin. In the uh, Aladdin remake, that's the rumor that he's going to be the one that's going to be cast, uh, which I'm okay Jay, what with. Is, what is this Aladdin remake you're talking about? I don't know that I'm familiar. It's um, it's a it's an unfortunate remake <laughs> where Will Smith does not punch anybody in the face. Although, if there was ever a role you have where you have the ability to punch somebody in the face, you think it would be the genie in Aladdin? It would. Those arms are huge. <laughs> he skipped leg day. Mm. He has no legs. I was about to say, it's pretty easy to skip leg day when you have no legs. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> but yeah, he, um, so that's, that's the rumor. Uh, I'm okay with that cast for, for personally. I mean, I think all of them are going to yeah. f- play the role well. Yeah. You know, they look very similar to the character. I haven't seen, um, the aforementioned Aladdin remake, so I do not have an opinion on, um, that person as an actor. Yeah, he's or, he's or good. Anything. I I, have, I did not like that movie. Yeah, uh, but I did like him as Aladdin. He did a good job. Uh, that mo- I think that movie suffered just because you you just you of all can't... the Disney movies to remake. Why that one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like even the we'll go ahead and jump into this. They released the trailer and the poster for Pinocchio, mm-hmm. live action Pinocchio. That one makes sense. They need to. You know what I want to see in live action Pinocchio, Jay? I want to see it Wizard of Oz in the sense where it starts off and he's animated, and then when he becomes a real boy, it's live action. I think, like, stylistically, if you could pull that off, that would be a really fun way to update the Pinocchio story. That would be fun. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, but we talked about the Ahsoka release date. It is vaguely 2023. The Mandalorian season three has a little bit more, uh, precise release. It is February, 2023. Yes. And, uh, that's, that's all we got from celebration for Mandalorian. Yeah. We we did get the We got the Andor trailer. Well, I was saying that's all we got for Mandalorian. Oh, for Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. That's all they said. No, uh, no screenshots, no, no nothing. We did get, as, as we've alluded to a couple of times, we did get the Andor, I guess it's the teaser, technically. Yeah, the teaser trailer. Yeah, n- nothing about the story was really revealed. But I'm excited. I am too. It looks really good. Uh, my son asked a very good question. He goes, wait a minute, didn't he die? And I said, you are exactly right, yep. except yep. this takes place before the movie. And he was like, ah, okay. <laughs> One of those. Yes. So in this already heavily explored section of Star Wars history, we're getting yet another show that explores the same thing. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yep. I, I am on record of saying that I am not a fan of Rogue One. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm also not saying this is the time for that argument, but (laughs) 
I I was on the fence of what's the deal? Like why are we why are we doing this? Um Diego Luna I thought was really good as Cassian, but I was like he's a one movie guy. What are we what are we doing here? And then they announced the show and I was like what are we doing here? He doesn't need a show. He's a one movie guy. And then I watched the the teaser for the show and I read a little bit more about it and I'm very interested. Me too. Because it's, I think it's confirmed two seasons, and it is a hard stop and a hard end, obviously. I want to say the end of the second season leads into where Rogue One starts somewhat directly. I would directly. think so. In fact, I would, be, I would be pleased if it ended exactly where Rogue One picks up. Like frame to frame? Yeah. I think that would be really cool. I, I, I would appreciate that a lot. Yeah. So I... I hate to say it, Jay. I'm excited to watch his character journey. Even though we know where it ends. Oh, <laughs> yes, it ends somewhat spectacularly. It does. Quite the explosion. What um, what else did we get from Celebration? We that got the... kiss really made some fireworks. Stop. <laughs> you could also say deciding to have that kiss really blew up in their face. <laughs> oh, man, both of those were in poor taste. Mm-hmm. But my, mine was worse. <laughs> I confess, mine was worse. No, what, what were you? You were about to say something else. Oh, uh, uh, hold on real quick. Uh, as far as Star Wars goes, um, Jedi Survivor yes. was also confirmed. <laughs> and that teaser showed even less than the Andor teaser did. It sure did. It, it showed sure like did. nothing. It gave us nothing, but man, I'm so excited. So it, it confirmed a title, which is fun. Now we don't have to try to guess. Yes. And so the, the main reveal is Cal is like somewhat dimly lit around this back to tank. And Jay, do you want to know what the rumor I saw online was as to who was in the back to tank? I can guess. Okay. I want you to guess. Starkiller. Yes. I need it. I need that to be true. I I could see it happening. I really could. However, what I feel like it's going to end up being is the the uh, witch chick. What's her name? Um, oh man, I'm gonna need a little bit more to go with. The she was the the one that he met on uh, Maul's planet. I'm not that far in the game yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Spoilers, I guess. I well, I mean, I know he. I've been to Dathomir once because I wanted the double bladed lightsaber. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and I feel like that is one of the next planets I'm going back to. So you'll meet her eventually, and she's a really cool character. She ends up well. I I don't want to ruin anything for you, but I feel like she's the one in the back to tank. But I hope not. Yeah. I'm hoping it is Star Killer because I would love to see that. And because you do get to see him, he's about to run up to fight somebody in the trailer, and I think mm-hmm. everybody's kind of assuming it's like an Inquisitor. But yeah. I'm really hoping that maybe that was Starkiller. Well, the thing about it is, if it's an Inquisitor, like, you have to account for how many Inquisitors are there. And, I mean, in the wake of where we are in, in Obi-Wan, there's a lot more, like, fun little articles and little YouTube videos explaining the Inquisitors, kind of who they are, what they do. And it accounts for the times where a lot of them die. Yeah. I don't know. So... I know there's a lot of second brothers and third sisters and fifth cousins. So I just... Twice removed. Yeah. Jar Jar? What? <laughs> oh, man. There has been so little Jar Jar content, and I'm very content with that. I would be... I still and will go on record. I would love for Jar Jar to show up in one of the shows and for the main character to just immediately destroy him. What if... So, I know we talk about with, with all of the shows, whether it's a Star Wars show, a Marvel show, whatever, we talk about, like, who the, the cameos are going to be later in the show. What if... Obi-Wan has a Jar Jar cameo. 
I would see that's the thing. I would be okay with that as long as he is killed on screen immediately. Like just the second he's on screen, Obi Wan or whoever, an Inquisitor, brings out his lightsaber and chops off his head. Yeah, (laughs) little Annie. No. No. And then just yeah, annihilates him. Oh man. Chokes him to death. Oh, none of this should be funny, but all of it is. It needs to happen. Yeah. Oh, so that's most of celebration. Did we? Get... Yeah, that was that was pretty much it. I mean, um, I know. The... Well, no, the, there was one other thing. Uh, Star Wars Skeleton Crew, uh, an original series starring Jude Law uh, yeah. from executive pre- producer John Watts, Christopher Ford, John Favreau, and Dave Filoni, uh... and it's set to stream in 2023 only on Disney Plus. Um. Yeah. Eh, I'll. I'll have a better, like, I'll have a more fleshed out opinion the closer we get to it. Yeah, I feel like that's their, that's their replacement for, um, Squadron or whatever it was that was supposed to come out that yeah. was going to feature, uh, Gina Carano or whatever her name is. I don't know that I knew she was ever supposed to have a show. That's uh, Yeah, she was going to have a show. It was like the, it was like Rogue Squadron or something like that. She was going to huh. have, she was going to lead a show and then they fired her, so they had to scrap I was about the show. To say, yeah, once you get rid of, once you get rid of who's going to be in the show, you can't really keep the show. Yeah. So, which there's rumor. I've heard rumor that she's actually coming back anyway. Like they, Disney has kind of been like, okay, come on, <laughs> you can join the club too. <laughs> she's actually got a new movie coming out soon. Uh, it's a western. Yeah, she hmm. actually she wrote it and directed it, I believe. Uh, I'm always hesitant. Oh, when... for anything. Yes. Well, fair. I just can't help it. That's just who I am. Yeah. I just, whenever it's a, it's a, I wrote, directed, and starred in this, I feel like no matter who it is, that just means like nobody was there to tell me something was a bad idea. <laughs> like it doesn't matter start to finish I, who I did wrote it, it, what it was. I started and I directed it. The title of the movie, movie Narcissistic Personality Disorder. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any problems with it, you can call someone else. <laughs> oh yeah. let's see what what else what else i think we what is the what is the new animated show tales of the jedi oh yeah i forgot about that one something like that it's like six episodes but it's supposed to expound on some of the clone wars era jedi um if i'm remembering correctly three of the six episodes are supposed to be ahsoka which is a little much um but they're supposed to be is what's her name going to come back and actually voice her? So that's the thing. There's going to be like almost zero dialogue. Well, it's all going to be it's all going to be told um like kind of expressed like through, the mu- through the music. Oh. And through I think it's still going to be animated. Like I don't think it's just going to be like a PowerPoint. That'd be that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's just black text on a white screen. Tales yeah. of the Jedi. Yeah, and then there's a graphic by, by Dave Filoni. <laughs> he puts it. He puts in the cool little effects where like the text comes in all like like jumps at your face and then comes back. <laughs> it's a it's a bar graph, but it's just they're all the same height and it's just blue. Obi Wan Kenobi, purple, Mace Windu, green, <laughs> and it's shorter and it's like Yoda. <laughs> it's just a bar graph of the lightsabers. <laughs> um. Also, also revealed it wasn't in inherently at celebration, but uh, Disney Plus Day 2022. I know we talked about it, it was in November of last year. It's September 8th this year. Random. Yeah, they moved it up like two months. They which, must be really excited about what they've got to announce. I, I hope so. Or they're worried about something getting leaked and they're like, well, we're going to hold off two months, but we're not going to hold off four months. We did get a trailer for Willow, which... So, 
I just watched that movie for the first time, like I'm the sorry. end of last year. It's uh, I could see, I feel like I feel like Willow is a lot like Space Jam in the sense that when you watch it as a kid, you love it, and then you keep watching it throughout the rest of your life, and you remember how it was when you were a kid. Excuse me, sorry, but having watched it for the first time as an adult, it's like. I mean, it's not bad, but I have no like investment. I have no attachment. Yeah, I uh, I watched it with my son. Um, when I heard that they were going to be making a Willow show, mm-hmm. I thought, well, I better watch Willow. I've heard about it before. I know it was supposed to be like the new Star Wars when it first came out. Like that was the promise. It was like, okay, this is going to be the thing that's going to replace Star Wars. And um, yeah, we watched it, and I was like, this is not good. This is this is kind of hard to get through. And so the show, the trailer for the new show looks really good. Like I think it's promising, but yeah. at the same time I I don't know. It definitely feels like a who asked. <laughs> like all of the things that they have to make more shows about and they picked Willow? Yeah, it's like when they made Solo. It was like that's one movie that nobody asked for. I love the idea of Solo. I don't love the execution. Well, yeah, I think, you know, when they announce it, like, you know, you're like, well, that's not one that we really thought of, but I mean, that could be cool, but you you know, you don't have Harrison Ford, who's Mm -hmm. actually going to be playing the role. And there's just, there's so much about that character that's legendary. What? You said, you said the magic word that brought back another memory. Uh, Jay, we, we have more, we have Indiana Jones news. Oh, that's right. First official image was released. There was no Walker in the scene. Well, I mean... They could have edited it out. That's true. I think he was holding on to the the rope of the bridge very mm-hmm. hard. Because the the mechanism around how all this happened was super incredible. So at Celebration, they had like an actual orchestra there. And they were just kind of like playing some of the, the highlights of the Star Wars soundtracks, which first of all, hearing, what is that what is that bit from episode one actually called? Like Duel of the Fates or something? Yeah, du- yeah. Hearing Duel of the Fates live has got to be one of those like chilling nerd moments. That means nothing to most people. But to some people, it's just like, this is on the Mount Rushmore of moments of my life. Like... <laughs> one of those types of things. And then they transitioned into, because it was like John Williams 90th birthday or something, which is horrifying. That's right. Knowing yeah, 90th that he's birthday. 90 and is not going to be alive to make music for movies forever. Um, but it transitioned into Harrison Ford walking out and then playing the Indiana Jones movie. They're the Indiana Jones theme. And then they released the poster and they had a little bit more info that came out. Um, but uh, I'm, I don't want to be excited for this movie, Jay. I don't. I am, but I don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'll be honest. I'm not excited for this movie just because of what happened last time. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, last time I thought, okay, let's just end this now, please. Yeah. And if we're going to make another one, let's get somebody else. See, but saying that it leads into obviously when, when Crystal Skull came out, this news hadn't happened yet, but I think it was, what's, what's her name? Who's like in charge of Star Wars and nobody likes her. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy? Yes. She said something to the extent of, um, you know, this far out from Solo, we can say um, we're not going to be going back and recasting legacy roles. So I don't like I know Indiana Jones is tech. It's different IP, but I feel like that rule would extend to that as well. So I feel like it would have to be kind of like 
we've talked about, you know, the the new Tomb Raider games, the Uncharted games, they essentially are the video game form of an Indiana Jones movie. So it would be, you know, I think there's a rumor for a Tomb Raider sequel, even though that movie just kind of like came and went. Um, I think there's supposed to be an Uncharted sequel, again, even though that movie just kind of came and went. So the idea of an action-adventure archaeologist movie, I really like. But kind of like you're saying, I think Indiana Jones might be played out, which is why I don't want to be excited for this movie. Why can't they make an action-adventure Freud movie? Why has that not happened yet? Because I don't know that I want to know how it finishes. Uh-huh. That that might be the dirtiest joke we've ever had on this podcast. It might be. <laughs> but if you got it, you got it. But if you didn't, you didn't. And you're oh. out of the loop. Sorry. Yeah. I n- don't. If if you didn't get that, don't ask. <laughs> if you did not get that joke, listen to this podcast episode again in like three or four years. Chances are you might get it then. So one thing John did for our Twitter followers is he put a poll out there to see what you guys thought would be or what you were most excited about. Um, and we got a vote for Stranger Things, uh, which is good. In fact, that was 100% Stranger Things. There was nothing for Obi-Wan. But Obi-Wan is officially Disney Plus's biggest release to date, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. I I feel like we talked about that in the lead-up, just because, I mean, he's a a Mount Rushmore Star Wars character now. Oh, yeah. Legendary. If you look at the the original shows that have debuted on Disney Plus, they've had important characters, don't get me wrong. And they're good shows for the most part. I'm not gonna say they're bad. But they're not Obi Wan Kenobi. They're not Obi Wan Kenobi, you're correct. Yeah. So yeah. it having the best Disney Plus, I would I would have been disappointed if it didn't have Yeah, the I would highest. have been shocked. I would have been shocked for sure. Also Because of that, oh what? I was gonna say, speaking of being shocked uh, the numbers that I'm looking at, Jay, you were right. Um, apparently, Samba TV reports that Stranger Things Season 4 premiere episode pulled in 2.9 million U.S. households over the four-day Memorial Day weekend, while 2.14 million households watched the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So you were correct in your thought that Stranger Things would have more initial viewers than Obi-Wan yes. Kenobi. Credit where credit is due. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I do also want to say, um, I will tell, well, I'll go ahead and tell John and just add, edit this out. Let's see. This said we're at 40 minutes, <laughs> but it looks like a season, maybe not an official season two, but Obi-Wan Kenobi will be getting a sequel. Let me read it to you. Uh, mm. So from a very good source, uh, I've heard that Obi-Wan Kenobi will not be getting a direct sequel, but will be getting something related to Obi-Wan Kenobi will be happening. Uh, Whether the next project is titled and marked as a true season two remains to be seen, but some adjustments have reportedly been made to the current limited series to allow for further exploration of the character's story. What does that mean? I'm reading that as that what is happening is they had an original plan for the series. And I think they also had a backup plan for if the show did really well. And I think the show has done so well that they're going with the backup plan of making the series so that it could lead into a sequel series. Mm, I don't love it. I don't either. She told me that, and I was like, I... I have I have no trouble believing it. I just don't like it. 
you know? It makes perfect sense that Disney would want to capitalize on something they know people like. Because you have enough swings and misses, you either stop swinging or you swing at everything. And when you finally hit, you think, I'm the best hitter there's ever been. So, I'm just worried what it would, what it will end up looking like, you know? Is it, we... It's kind of like a like a made for TV movie, or if it gets a traditional season two, like how much time are they really gonna have to work with? Because Obi Wan has um, that episode of Rebels that is a finite. These are things that happen. That is canon, and then obviously you have episode four, and like between when the show ends, which we don't really know. I, th- I think it is not. Gonna, I think it's not gonna be like years of plot. But how much how much time are they really gonna have to play with? I don't know. I don't know, because at this point, you know, and we'll we'll talk about what we've seen so far in the series, but, you know, we know 10 years has passed, and we know that by the time Luke starts or goes to the Death Star, you know, his aunt and uncle die, mm-hmm. we know that he's like, I want to say he's 16, is that right? I think he's 19. 19? Okay, so we're looking at, you know, between now and then, nine years. Yeah. So, I don't know. It makes me nervous, though, to hear that, because I'm like, oh, no... This has just become another cash grab and they're have, have you met Disney? I know, but it's like I thought this was gonna be like their their thing, like their redeeming thing. It's like, oh hey, we're doing this for you guys. We're doing this for you because we love no. you. No, you're using us. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel violated. I Jay, I've just had a brilliant idea for a Star Wars show. <laughs> and if okay. you would if you would like to, you can leave this in. If you don't want to, you can keep it out. Um what if they did like a like a semi-scripted Dog the Bounty Hunter starring one of the bounty hunters? <laughs> Could it be Bosk? So it's like Bosk and he's just like he like <laughs> I don't think he can have a mullet because he's Trandoshan, but he's just like trying to do his best as as a like a bounty hunter cuz obviously like D- Dog I think was a legitimate bounty hunter, but he also wasn't cuz he was like on TV. So <laughs> right? it's like just following somebody like no it'd be a it'd be hondo if you gave you if you gave me a hondo onaka show (laughs) where he's like semi-scripted like fake reality i would watch that show so much like i would talk that up to everybody it would be hilarious and it's something that they haven't really done like like mockumentary style like the office people already love the office oh yeah like that would be awesome it would be it would be so funny oh man who do i who do i have to email to get that idea to the like i have an idea we could be thousand heirs <laughs> thousand heirs yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so uh real quick assassin's creed origins um they just got actually just released today uh, Jan- uh june almost said january june 2nd um assassin's creed origins just got their 60 frame per second release <sighs> for all the updated uh consoles mm-hmm. which uh if you haven't played Assassin's Creed Origins, I highly recommend it. So far, it has been my favorite Assassin's Creed that I've played. That's a bold claim. Yeah, I really, really like it a lot. Do you want to know my favorite Assassin's Creed game, Jay? Black Flag. Arkham City. Ah, uh, yes, that's also a good one. Tell me that's not Assassin's Creed Batman. Assassin's Creed Batman. It is. All the mechanics are the same. Um, but seriously, uh, I think it is probably Brotherhood of Revelations to me. Uh, the meta ness of Revelations was really fun um, because you're, you know, you're you're in the machine in present day, but then you're in back in time, and when you're back in time, you go in the machine then and go further back in time. Like, whoa. Yeah. But I've heard nothing but good things about origins and i've heard progressively fewer good things about odyssey and 
Valhalla, Ragnarok. What did the name end up being? Yeah, Valhalla. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Valhalla. I mean, I've enjoyed it. I really have. Um, they actually Valhalla. I'll I will admit, as the game has gone, as it's progressed, it's gotten better. Um, at good. first, it was kind of like not that it was hard to get through, but it was just it felt like a grind. It was like this isn't really enjoyable. I'm yeah. just doing this to finish the story. But now it, they've changed it enough that like it actually is a lot of fun. Uh, Odyssey, I stopped playing it because I was just like this is this is lame. I don't like yeah. this. Uh, it was just the same thing over and over and over again. But Origins, for me, it, for Origins, it's the story and the setting. Both of those are really neat. So I highly recommend checking that out. I'll have to see. But real quick, let's talk about the absolute uh, garbage dumpster fire that is this new Gotham Knights TV show on the CW. Okay, so I was doom scrolling on Facebook uh, when the power was out yesterday, and I saw that, and I watched like half of it without audio, and I had zero desire to watch the full thing with audio. (laughs) I... (laughs) That just about sums it up right there. Like, I imagine it has roughly the same conceptual plot as the game, right? Batman dies and we need somebody to take over. Yeah, yes. I guess that part, yes. But, I mean, Uh obviously they're not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same four. But there is going to be some power void that somebody's going to have to take over. I don't know. I... (sighs) Dude, first off, none of these characters actually exist. They totally created completely new characters for this show batman has a son his I mean, name is, his name was uh stephen yeah I actually i think it, it was no, something not. like that no it's it was not. like turner his name is turner is his dog's name hooch that would be, be i a, would like that show like a little bit better it'd be, it'd be a nice reference but i still don't know it'd be enough to get me to watch it and the the girl that's in it is uh, allegedly the joker's daughter uh, the guy who's in it is like the son of Mr. Freeze or something. It's all the kids from Ugh. all the major characters and they're becoming like this new league of superheroes, but the costumes look horrible. I the, the, the bat suit, like he was literally wearing like a three piece suit with like a Batman mask. He was like, it looked like a Halloween pads. costume. It looked like a Halloween costume. Yeah. Like the one that your little kids would wear. Yeah. I, I just... I don't understand what's happening. I have lost the best tweet I have seen about it is somebody said watching. It was actually, it was a comment on the trailer on YouTube and I think it was the top one. And it said, watching this trailer makes me embarrassed to be a DC fan. I mean, yeah, I just for the sake of devil's advocate and trying to defend DC, which is something that DC needs to do more of itself. Um, I don't know that it's so much I have shame in being a DC fan so much as it is I would have shame if I was a DC on the CW fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, Arrow season two to this day is one of my favorite seasons of television that I've ever personally witnessed, especially witnessed as it happened. And that series as a whole was good up until about season five. I, so I lost it. I want to say it was four or five. When, when they he started, becomes mayor. Uh, no, when they when Damian Dark was there and the main villain was magic. And oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, the whole point of Green Arrow is like mildly based in realism. That's the whole thing we've enjoyed so far. Um, and then like Flash season one was really good. Season two was okay. And then, I mean, I just kind of faded away from it. So I can't say, is it still going? Does anyone know? Yeah, it's still going. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, but just as those shows have gone on and I've become, you know, more distanced from them, 
there's no desire to be like, oh, I need to catch up on that. That's something I need to watch. And it's not because of the characters, right? Because, I mean, Barry Allen is a foundational DC character. I'm not going to say Oliver was a foundational DC character, but like there are some runs of Green Arrow comics that I've very, very much enjoyed. And like the the debacle with, with Batwoman show, how they had to completely retool because their star left. Like I get, I get why she like hurt herself or something in a stunt. And she was like, no, I'm not coming back. Like fair play. You know, you only have one life, live it the way you want to live it. I'm not going to sit here and say like, no, you signed the contract and you damaged yourself. Like, no, if you hurt yourself, then get all the distance you need. I'm perfectly fine with that. But like legends, I never had any interest in legends. If they brought back a Constantine show that was at minimum TV 14, maybe. I feel like that could fill the void in there. We have all these people who miss Supernatural. What are we going to do to keep them watching our channel? Just get the creative team behind Supernatural, bring them to Constantine. There we go. Send me my money. Thank you. But when was the last time like a DC show or, or like anything grabbed your interest and held it? Yeah. Well, everything you're talking about was like 10 plus years ago. Yeah. At this point. I, I, I have heard good things about what's his name? Peacemaker, peacekeeper peacemaker the john cena show i don't know yeah yeah yeah. i heard really good things as it happened um as it was airing people were talking about like this is the best comic book show no one's watching um because they buried it on pay cable on demand and like no i'm just not doing that um but i've also heard really good things i want to say there's a harley quinn animated show that i genuinely have heard good things about so i'm not going to sit here and bash that because i'm not familiar but the things i am familiar with not a fan Mm. yeah i don't know I don't know what they're doing, but I do know that it, it does make me a little upset um, because there's so much better than that. You know, we've said for, you know, as long as we've been doing this show, you know, DC has some of the best heroes, the best stories, the best villains, and they're not doing anything with them. And yeah. so it's really upsetting. But let's move away from the depressing stuff and move into Obi-Wan Kenobi, now streaming on <gasps> Disney Plus, the first two episodes of this series, a limited series. Well, by now... There are three six episodes. episodes long. There are three episodes. Because we are just going to review two. They so they they the the internet term is debated. Jay, we were debated because originally the premiere episode was going to be Wednesday, May twenty fifth, and then when did they when did they announce this? It was like April or something, like worryingly close to the premiere. Yeah. They said, you know, it was a video of Ewan McGregor essentially saying like, all right, Star Wars fans, good news, bad news, um, which, you know, Star Wars fans are a very rational bunch. So they reacted to that bit of it very well. Um, so he was like, bad news. We're pushing the the premiere from Wednesday to Friday. Um, good news. Two episodes, not one. So we got two episodes on Friday and that tricked my smooth brain to thinking that, oh, every episode's going to come out on Friday. No. No, it's coming out on Wednesday. They episodes come out on Wednesday. An episode came out yesterday, and I had no idea until I got on Twitter, and I very quickly got off of Twitter. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> so, um, and as we as we did with Moon Knight, and I think as we've done with other shows, I don't know. I have the memory. Oh, yeah, of, pretty much all the shows we would do two at a time. Yeah, I have the memory of a goldfish, so you could tell me we did it differently for every show, and I would be forced to believe you because I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> rebut. So we will be reviewing two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi at a time. Part one and part two. They don't have I'm titles. I'm so glad. Me too. I'm so... Well, I say that until, like, in the event there's anything past this, which, I mean, who knows? Um, Mandalorian, I want to say, did that. Like, part one, part two. And then it got really confusing as it got into, like, sub, into season two. It was like, so this is part nine, but it's in its episode, like, three of season two. Like, there are two... If I wanted this amount of math, I would, like find algebra to do and i don't just tell me this is season two episode three and i will move on 
Yes. So, um, as per as per usual, I have uh, the Wikipedia plot summaries pulled up, and because these episodes are new enough to not have their own individual pages, we get even shorter summaries. Perfect. I'm talking like five sentences max. Go for it. Okay, let me take a drink of water because uh, I want to try to get through this. Yeah. What are you vaping? Calm down. No, staying in deep <laughs> breath. Get it all in one go. Uh, that I'm definitely not going to be able to do, but I want to be able to do it without stopping for, you know, more water or whatever. Uh, part one, 10 years after Order 66, when most of the Jedi Order were killed, the Grand Inquisitor, fifth Spoilers. brothers, yeah, I know, right? Uh, the Grand Inquisitor, fifth brother, and third sister, Reva Savander, she gets a name, she's special, um, find a surviving Jedi, Nari, on Tatooine. Reva grows impatient and tries to kill him, forcing the Grand Inquisitor to stop her, allowing Nari to escape. The Grand Inquisitor expresses his disapproval for Reva's recklessness and obsession with surviving an, with finding another surviving Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, who, unbeknownst to them, is also on Tatooine. Under the alias Ben, Kenobi works at a meat factory and watches over a young Luke Skywalker, the son of his former apprentice-turned-enemy, Anakin Skywalker. Another spoiler alert for you there. Um, (laughs) He is haunted by memories of his past and is unable to communicate with his former master, Qui-Gon Jinn, through the Force. Kenobi refuses to help Nari and later sees his corpse hanging in town. On Alderaan, Anakin's daughter Leia, who was adopted by Kenobi's acquaintance Senator Bail Organa, is kidnapped by Vect Nokru's gang, a group of bounty hunters hired by Riva to lure Kenobi out of hiding. Organa contacts Kenobi and pleads with him to rescue Leia. Kenobi refuses at first, but relents after Organa personally meets him. Do you want to know the most frustrating thing about this episode to me, Jay? No. Oh, okay. Moving on. Is it all the sand? No, it's how long it took me to realize who played the bounty hunter. Who was it? Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, okay. It was one of those, like, I know I know who that is. I know I know who that is. I'm pretty sure I know who this is. I think I might have seen this person's face before. Oh, it's Flea. Okay. So, a couple things I noticed. Did you notice that the spaceship that he was um, gifting... Luke, what is is the spaceship that he plays with in A New Hope? I didn't. I noticed that right away. So the spaceship, so in A New Hope, he's talking to R2-D2 and C-3PO in this little room, and he sits down on a chair, and when he does, he picks up this spaceship and starts, like, pretending like it's flying as they're talking. Yeah. And... I saw I saw that and was immediately like, that's the spaceship. So even though uh, Uncle Owen brings it back to him and is like, stay away from us, uh, he's going to get it eventually yeah. because he has it in the movie. And of course, that's when, uh, you know, Ben Obi-Wan is like, hey, uh, how's he doing? And he's like, I know what you're really asking. Is he showing any powers yet? And he's like, well, <laughs> well he needs I, to be trained. I wasn't asking that, but since you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's like, well, eventually he needs to be trained. He's like, like, you trained his father? That's such a brutal line. Like, whoa, let's get another Vader suit in here because you just got yeah. burned. Is that is that back to tank at Jabba's Palace that Boba Fett uses in 40 years? Because uh, somebody needs it. Somebody needs Shoo. that. Yikes. But, I, uh, I'm glad they brought back um, prequel Owen and Baru. Yeah, me too. And, I mean, part of that is because I haven't seen him in a lot of things. But the things that I've seen Joel Edgerton act in, I've very much enjoyed him. I think he's really good. So I'm glad that he's back because, I mean, yeah, he's he's Owen, right? We we know how that story ends. 
but it's nice to it's nice to flesh out that extra character. crispy. I was gonna say well done, but yeah. <laughs> that character ends like any actor wants their performance to be described as. On fire. A E is NBA jam so hard. He's heating up. <laughs> We're terrible. Yep. Um yep. the uh but I I uh yeah. I have to say, at first I was I was petrified. confused, huh? At first you were afraid. You were petrified. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, the um. So I was a little confused at first because Leia was kidnapped, and you know, uh, Organa's like, "Hey, you you please go save my daughter." Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, "I don't really know about this because I don't know if this really fits with the story of Obi Wan." But then the more I thought about it, I was like, "Actually." It makes perfect sense because she knows who Obi-Wan is because she talks to him as if she knows who he is, mm-hmm. you know? And then she's like, help us, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're our only hope. Like, yeah, he, she the... knows exactly who she's talking about. So the rebuttal to that that I've heard is the lines that Carrie Fisher has in A New Hope sound more like, this is who I've heard you are from my dad, not, hey, remember that time we met when I was a kid? Because obviously, that you know, 45 years ago, which hurts to say out loud, um, they didn't know Star Wars was going to be this. They didn't know, oh, you know, in, in decades from now, they're going to be making spinoff shows, and, you know, we need to account for every potential plot loophole and, and things like that. So... I, that's the rebuttal that I saw online to that. I personally don't care. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a minor detail that it's yeah. like, I don't really know if we should be getting into arguments about that. Oh, I lost him. Oh, no. Are you back? I see you. I've been able to hear you the whole time. Your video just paused. Oh, so you told me your video paused. Oh. Weird. Moving on. Ultimately, it's a small detail that is 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 inconsequential. Yes. Yeah. It I'm, is. I'm on board. But uh, he digs up his lightsabers. Well, his lightsaber and Anakin's lightsaber. He grabs his and he boards a ship bound to save Leia. Mm-hmm. Which leads us into episode part two, two: Attack of the Clones. No. <laughs> After tracking the kidnappers to the planet Dayu, Kenobi encounters conman Haja Estri, who pretends to be a Jedi. Haja directs Kenobi to Leia's location, where he defeats the kidnappers and rescues her. The Grand Inquisitor learns of their presence and locks the city down. Reva disobeys orders to stand down and places a new bounty on Kenobi, causing mercenaries around the city to target him and Leia. When Leia realizes they are after Kenobi, she loses trust in him and runs away. He follows her onto a roof. With mercenaries attempting to kill them, Leia jumps off a roof and Kenobi saves her using the Force, thereby gaining her trust. Haja finds them and directs them to an unguarded cargo port from which they can escape, but cannot stop Reva from following them. Reva reveals to Kenobi that Anakin, now known as Darth Vader, is still alive, which shocks him. He had presumed Anakin died ten years ago. The Grand Inquisitor arrives to, co- to arrest Kenobi himself, but Reva stabs him with her lightsaber, inadvertently allowing Kenobi and Leia to escape. On Mustafar, Darth Vader awakens in a Bacta tank. Credits. <laughs> so. There are two precise details that I want to talk about that I loved from this episode. All right. You do that. And then there are two precise details that really bothered me about this oh, episode. Oh, that's fun. I want to hear I'll what share those are. That. So. Uh, detail one, um, early in Kenobi's time on Dayu, he encounters Timura Morrison, the Boba Fett actor, uh, appearing as a homeless veteran of the 501st Legion. 
I did enjoy that. I thought that was cool. I had to wonder if the clone recognized him because 501st was their division. Like those were, right. those were, no, 501st was Anakin's troops. It wasn't Obi-Wan's troops. They were different. Yeah, it was Anakin's yeah. troops. But still, I mean, yeah. they would have seen him a lot. And uh, the second one is, um, I think it's probably the, like still in the same scene. Uh, Ewan McGregor's daughter, Esther Rose McGregor, plays a spice dealer that Kenobi encounters on the streets of Dayu. Oh, that was his daughter? Yeah. I didn't know that. Isn't that That's cool? cool. That's neat. Yeah. I like that. Huh. So those were two, like, blink and you'll miss it with, with Timur Morrison. Or if you don't know what it is, you won't appreciate it. It's very much reminiscent of the uh, the Death Sticks guy from Attack of the Clones. Yes. He's yes. like, you don't want to sell me Death Sticks. He's like, I, I guess I don't want to. You want to buy a Death Stick? So it's it's an interesting dichotomy because, you know, both of those encounters are so similar, but it really goes to show how far Obi-Wan has drifted away from the Force because, what would that have been, 15 years ago, he was just like, oh, hey, you're talking to me? What if you didn't? Which, man, what a power to have. Um, but now he's just like, yeah, sure, you can put these drugs in my pocket. I don't care. And, I mean, it works out because he uses them later, but, like, that in, that encounter was sad to see, like, how far he had gone. Yeah, that that whole episode really showed you because the first episode was so slow. You really didn't get to see like how much can can Obi-Wan still do? And then that this episode really shows you he he really has like put the force behind him and has moved on like that. He he really did just kind of throw it away. Yeah, it's very much like himself. I feel like and again, we we talked earlier about about um, Fallen Order. I'm not too far in the game, but he feels kind of like he has the same kind of arc as Seer. Yeah, a little bit. Where yeah. it's like, I made some mistakes. I'm ashamed of them actively. Uh, so I don't use the force. The force doesn't use me. We are fully separated. That's kind of where it feels like the show starts. Yeah, for sure. So, man. So my complaints. Two very precise things. All right, I'm in. So the first is, it bothered me that Leia, who's 10 years old, mm-hmm. whose legs are very short, is outrunning obi-wan and an inquisitor completely like like obi-wan is struggling to keep up with her and that that bothered me a lot i was like okay there is no way she she is a little girl he is a full-grown man he easily should be able to outrun her and catch her so that that bothered me in theory yes um but kind of as they as it alludes to in the first episode she's a really active potentially force sensitive 10 year old so a lot of the things that she's going to be able to do are, are going to be mildly augmented. And he is a, uh, uh, he's, he's a miser. He's a hermit. I did enjoy the scene in the line where he's like, uh, I'm going to be your dad and you're going to pretend to be my daughter. And then she goes more like granddaughter. granddaughter. I, so I've seen a lot of people online talking crap about not liking little kid Leia. Little kid Leia is great. Yeah, she's very sassy. Yeah, she's exactly what you would have imagined the 10-year-old version of Carrie Fisher's character would have been. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I've, I very much enjoy I was not expecting her in the show at all. Yeah, me neither. So this is already like, oh, well, I definitely don't know what to expect now. So, and your second precise complaint. So, I'm not going to say that I am uh, a master of parkour i don't i don't know parkour all that well but i do know i do know physics okay and i do know how momentum works and there is a scene where the um the 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 inquisitor played by moses reva reva the the third sister is her inquisitor name the third sister thank you yeah so the third sister is jumping from rooftop to rooftop to make it to uh obi-wan and leia and 
there is a scene where she pushes this antenna that's on top of one of the rooftops so that she can go over to another rooftop. Okay, that's fine. She runs up the antenna. She backflips, like going forward, she backflips into the air to then land on the rooftop, in which case when she lands on the rooftop, she then rolls forward and then keeps running. You know, like parkour. (laughs) You know, like Doing a back the way that momentum wouldn't carry you yes. at all. Uh. She just did. She just did a backflip and then somehow was able to then roll forwards after landing a backflip. Yeah, I. I was watching it, John. I was, <laughs> I was watching it, and that happened. And I paused it and went, "Wait a minute!" And I rewound it to watch it again because i it was so obvious to me i was like there is no way you could do that yeah it bothered me it was it was the equivalent of pointing a gun and then spinning around doing a complete 360 to just fire the gun in the same direction that you were already pointed in the first place okay so you say that but that's likely to happen again in this show i know you're alluding (sighs) to that thing from book of boba fett but yes i feel like it's probably going to happen it's just it's sci-fi Dumb things happen for dumb reasons. I I know the bit you're talking about. That's not the part of the parkour that jumped out to me. There was one where she like jumps into a wall just to jump off of the same wall around a building. And that was the moment to me that I was just like, oh, yeah, it's Star Wars parkour. None of this matters. (laughs) Because even I I wanted the 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 audio to play over that from the office where they're just go parkour, parkour. I guarantee that video exists on the Internet somewhere guarantee it Uh, that i don't know why but it just it really frustrated me yeah that that happened well i mean it's it's a show that you want to to hold your interest you want to be fascinated by and something like that pulls you back out when it's like obviously it's unbelievable right i mean it's star wars it's not i mean it's it's sci-fi it's space wizards i mean i know it's not real but at the same time just because it's not real doesn't mean it has to be unrealistic yes so I didn't, you know, I didn't notice your point when I watched it, but I absolutely respect it. <laughs> you need to go back and watch it again. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to enjoy this for what it was. Yeah. There, there know, are man. going to be enough things in the, the last four episodes of the show that I'm going to be like, that was dumb. I don't need one that we know exists. <laughs> but man, what a, what a uh, reveal for Obi-Wan. I mean, you know, that had to just hit just so hard Mm -hmm. to realize wait he's alive yeah (laughs) i love the the two-part reaction of that um of that reveal he's like he's alive wait he's alive oh no he hates me like (laughs) (laughs) his his last memory of me is chopping both of his legs and his last arm off that's that's not a great uh it's not a great ending there you know in his mind he had to be saying to himself how did he survive that because you know that i mean think about it that's the whole reason he left him there was because first off he he didn't want to actually kill anakin he didn't want to be the reason that anakin was dead and so he cut off all of his limbs his remaining limbs he falls down and then catches on fire yep. like he he picked up his lightsaber and was like well that's that he's dead there's no way you survive that and now he knows that he's alive and he's like oh no yeah, it that's got to hurt. I I know I went into the show being like progressively more skeptical that there was ever going to be like that level of confrontation. Like I don't I still don't know that I think there's going to be an actual Obi-Wan Darth Vader fight just because I feel like if you were going to bait Star Wars fans into thinking there would be anything, it would be that. So if there was ever yeah. going to be something like they're all going to want to watch it, they'll watch the whole show looking for it. 
And then when it's not there, they'll be pissed. Like, it's going to be great. That's what Star Wars would do. Um, I am fascinated to see the type of role Darth Vader has. Me too. Because, like, I don't know a lot about the Inquisitors canonically. You know, most of the things I know about the Inquisitors, I've learned from Rebels, because I'm not that far into Fallen Order yet. But, like, she stabs the Grand Inquisitor, and we know he doesn't die. Yeah, we know. he. That's not how he dies. He, he famously dies um, in a different IP that I, that I will not spoil in case you haven't watched it. Um, but if you haven't watched it, what are you doing? Watch it. It's excellent. Um, so it's just very much a where do we go from here? But also, like, the Inquisitors report to Vader, and Vader reports to the Emperor. Like, that is the direct hierarchy, as I understand it. Yeah. So it's like, push come to shove, he's on the line. And, and they just see, you know, Vader and the Emperor, they just see the Inquisitors as stormtroopers. Like, they really have no value to them. Yeah. Like, they, you know, they, they don't care about them any more or less. Like, they're just, you are our slaves. Like, you're working for us, and when we don't need you anymore, we're going to kill you. Yeah. So, and so talking... They're, well, I mean, they're just, you know, ridiculous if they're thinking that they're going to be able to, like, reach this level that's, like, on par with Vader. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So, I don't... Big picture, right? We talked about Starkiller earlier. I don't think Force Unleashed is canon. I think it's more of like one of those Not like anymore. it's no. one of those like multiverse of madness type of things. Like one thing yeah, a, different uh, happened a hundred years ago. Legends. And then, yeah. But it kind of makes me wonder if it's not kind of an inspiration to how these Inquisitors are handled. Because like the concept of Starkiller as Vader's secret apprentice, like that's what all of these inquisitors think is their ceiling, right? They all think like, "Oh, I can get to I can get to that point." But Darth Vader has to have been written or at least conceptualized with that Force Unleashed history in mind. Maybe not so much like, "Oh, you know, he's directly inspired by," but like the knowledge of he had an apprentice one time and it did not go well. Yeah. So those are the things we're going to write him as like avoiding. Right. So, let's go ahead and rate it real quick. So far, the series, where would you put it? On just a scale of one to ten. It hurts me to say because I want to love this show so much. And I think big picture, I will probably end up loving it. But the first episode is pretty slow and plot. um, But it's slow and plot that I enjoyed. So I would give the first episode probably a nine. Yeah, I would too, actually. And then the second episode is faster, but I don't enjoy it as much. No. So I would give that probably an eight. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I give the... yeah. What? So we talked about the, the con man, Haja Estri, who pretends to be a Jedi. I feel like I have a little bit of, like, I'm a little tired seeing Camille Nanjiani everywhere. Yeah. Because I feel like he's falling into that, that Ryan Reynolds type of mold where, like, he just plays himself in things. Yeah. And he doesn't really fit the tone of the show to me. He's very no. talented and he's very enjoyable. Like, I liked his role in, I think, I think I liked his role in Eternals as much as I liked anything in Eternals, but him being a fake Jedi doesn't fit the tone of this show to me. It didn't bother me all that much. I, you know, the Jedi are dead and people are looking for hope. And so somebody caught, you know, being a, a Jedi con basically is, uh, I thought pretty fitting. Yeah. And, uh, so I didn't mind it. Uh, but I do agree with you as far as the actor himself. I feel like he is kind of turning it. I mean, he definitely just plays himself. Um, but which is fair. Like if I was Camille Nanjiani, I'd play myself too. Like he's funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah. But he, uh, you know, his character ends up dying anyway. So it's not like he's going to play a bigger role. I don't know that he did. You don't think he did? I think she read his mind and then decided he is ultimately of no value, not even worth killing. Oh, well, maybe. I don't so know. I think we'll she see. just walked away. Um, oh, okay. So my, I love the, I love 
the concept of the character, like you're saying, it makes sense that that character would exist. But I feel like he's too big of a name. Like yeah. I feel like that's okay. I, I can see that. If, yeah, I see what you're saying. If they hadn't like if if they hadn't just gotten Flea to be the bounty hunter, I feel like that's another one of those like niche roles where it's like you're going to be really important for a short amount of time. So you get somebody like on the outskirts of fame, not somebody who is like headlining blockbusters. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But yeah, it's um. So the second episode, I give it, I give it like a, I don't know. I to me, it it just I didn't. Full, I, I give it a. I guess I give it a seven. Yeah. Um. But real quick, we'll move on from from Obi Wan. We'll we'll definitely have more to cover. There, we've got four more episodes to go. So I'm intrigued to see where they go with this. Absolutely. Uh, Stranger Things. Real quick. Uh, I've watched the first five episodes of Stranger Things. And this is um, this is a, a first half of the season. I see. I thought it was half. They actually released the first seven episodes, and then in July they're going to release the last two. But the last episode is going to be two and a half hours long. I know we're an audio podcast, so people can't see the look I'm giving you. But like, what? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know what their reasoning was for that. But I, I will be honest. So far, I don't like it. Do you? So I saw one of my friends posted on Facebook about it. He was like, I just watched the the first episode of the new season and it's just, it's a very different show. And that was where he left it. So I couldn't tell if it was like a, you know, the tone of the show is different or the content of the show is different. And like, would you think my thought having not watched any of it ever, do you think it's kind of like trying to grow with its audience in the sense of like, you know, all of these people were college age when we started watching the show. So we're going to grow up the content to keep with these like 20s and 30s people. Okay. No, I don't. Um, I think what's happened is, is so like the first season was, I mean, yeah, it was intense, but it was, I mean, it was relatively tame. You know, it, it, it had its moments, but overall it was, you know, pretty tame. And then you had the second season. Every season has gotten a little more intense. From what okay. perspective? Like it's more of a horror show or it's more yes. of a suspense show? So it gets more horror, more scary, okay. you could say. And, and to put it simply, it gets more scary with each season. So the first season, you know, is pretty intense. And, and the main villain, and the villain gets bigger too. So the first so the first season, the villain was a, just a what they call a demogorgon. And uh, it was just a creature. And that was like, that was really the only threat. And then the second season, the, the, um, well, and then one of some of the boys, one of the boys gets kidnapped and taken to this alternate, alternate dimension called the upside down. And so then in, um, in the second season, uh, what happens in the second season is the, uh, let's see, I'm getting the second season, the boy that got kidnapped in the first season starts being controlled by some sort of creature that lives in the upside down. So the boy gets kidnapped. He gets rescued in the first season, second season. He ends up being controlled. There's something that's controlling him. So the threat gets bigger Okay. and it's starting to spread throughout the town. Well, then they take care of it. And then in the third season, the creature or whatever this creature is, has figured out a way to create his own like monstrous body so that he can actually be in our world and not be stuck in the upside down and and it gets that much bigger that much more of a threat that much scarier there's a lot more death involved it's just it's that much more intense this season i don't know what like first episode so so the first three seasons my son watched with us 
uh, just recently. So, and he actually really enjoyed it. I mean, sure, it was scary, but like you know, it was it was very unrealistic. You know, yeah. it was like this this was just crazy. Well, then in this new season, very first episode, you're like, what's going on? This is really strange. The girl at the end gets lifted up. She gets like possessed. She gets lifted up into the air and then her whole body just starts crushing and cracking and her limbs are going different directions. That's horrifying. And, and then her eyes just like sink into her head and then she just dies. Like she just drops out of the, Solid. out of the air and just hits the ground like a bag of jello. And okay. my okay. son cried so hard. Uh, yeah, I believe that. And I was like, okay, you're not going to watch the rest of this season. And I'm glad I said that because then it just gets worse from there. Yeah. And so it, I think, so that, I think that's what your friend is saying. It doesn't feel like Stranger Things. It feels like something completely different. And this is confirmed as the last season? It is. Okay. <sighs> I... I had this. Dis- I had a, a similar, uh, but I guess ultimately unrelated discussion with one of my coworkers today about like I, I somewhat famously have never seen Breaking Bad, but I have a lot of respect for it, and I feel like as more things happen, more shows happen, the longer shows go, the more I respect Breaking Bad for saying we know what we have, we know what we want to do, and we know the pacing with which we want to do it. So, like you're saying, the way, like the development of Stranger Things from season one to now, it kind of feels like, you know, all those big gaps they have between seasons, it's like, all right, what do we do? What do we do? We didn't, you know, we didn't really plan for this to be a success to the degree that it was with season one, and then we went this direction, so now we have to keep going this direction. You know, there wasn't that long-term plan originally, sorry. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that they, they didn't... They didn't really plan it out completely, and they just knew they were like, every season we got to get bigger, mm-hmm. and so that's just what they've done. And then this season, they're like, well, this is the last season, so we need to do the biggest. And it's like, yeah, but now it doesn't feel like Stranger Things. It feels like something completely different because, like, the Upside Down, for example, has been like the thing that's always played a big role in the in the show, and it hasn't been mentioned at all wonderful and we're five episodes in yeah so it's like this just doesn't feel like stranger things anymore it feels like something completely different um and so for me it's just kind of sad and also it's just kind of silly because in the show they want you to think that a year has passed since the end of the third season and the beginning of the fourth season all, but all it's the kids actually are like been a like taller <laughs> well all the kids have aged like four or five years yeah because that's that's actually how long it's been since the last season and it's like uh no like <laughs> one of the kids seriously looks like he could have kids at this point yeah i <coughs> so i saw one thing recently again i i have never watched an episode of stranger things but it was a, a headline of an article about David Harbour, who plays one of the important adults in Hopper. the show. Okay. I knew it was a name that I, like, it was a name I had heard, but not a name that I remembered. Um, again, Goldfish. Um, but when he was on the set of Black Widow, he was sending the Duffer Brothers pictures of that Russian prison. Because isn't it like the end of season three, he gets put in a Russian prison or something? He does, yeah. So yeah. apparently he was he was sending them pictures of like, this is what Marvel's Russian prison looks like. With the thought of, hopefully the Stranger Things Russian prison isn't like the same thing. And I'm just really wondering like, what the the marvel result of that is because like i don't i don't remember black widow at all man like did his character die nope he he and and his wife and the sister all walked away i thought so but like i said i don't remember that movie at all 
So it's it's just kind of wondering, like, knowing that character's alive, like, is he going to get what if <laughs> If they make a season two of what if, are they just going to be like, what if the Red Guardian kept his mouth shut? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But it's, uh, so the series is, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to finish it just because we want to see how it ends. But so far I haven't been in, thrilled in about Amherd, it. Yeah. But something that is really good and we'll we'll just talk about it briefly because it's getting late and this show is running long. Uh, we have Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus. I so that that movie and it is it's a one off movie. It is. was only on my radar initially because Chip and Dale are voiced by John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Perfect. And I didn't ever really know anything else about it going in. Um. It it came out. Was it the same day as Kenobi, or was it like a week before? No, it was like a week or two before. And I had seen just kind of this building wave of like, hey, no one's watching this. You should watch it. So you could be the the I watched this before it was cool type of type of uh, environment. And it's like it's so much more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it really is. It, it has no I... business being as fun as it is. No, it doesn't. And and I I had I would I had my doubts when we first started it up. I was like, I don't know about this. I, I don't know if I'm gonna like yeah. it. And it ended up being it's so fun. One of the best movies I've seen so far this yeah. year. Like it was it was fun. Well, and like even having watched it, like I could watch it again. Oh yeah, easy. Which in the immediate aftermath, as we as we talked about famously with Doctor Strange, no thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> so like the idea, like I watched this movie yesterday, and I could absolutely just like, oh, you know what? Let's have a lighthearted. It's like an hour and a half, right? It's not even that yeah. long of a movie. Yeah. But it pulls in characters from all these different aspects, not just of Disney, but of other like. It. I tell you what, it is Jay. Do you remember Free Guy, that Ryan yeah. Reynolds movie that came out that was like vi- like all the video games you could ever think of references? It's like right. that, but for like 90s animation into yeah. that aspect of pop culture. Because like, Ugly Sonic is a recurring <laughs> character in this. That was and hilarious. it was amazing. That was fantastic. I was horrified. And, and it everybody was, was staring at the teeth. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. And then uh, He-Man and Skeletor are there. Something's under the table. Nothing's under the table. (laughs) Yeah, that this was a movie that the best way I can describe it is it was it is an unofficial sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I think that's fair. Yeah, because it takes place in that same universe where the cartoon characters are actually people. And they're being hired by these movie companies to make these cartoons on these sets. And so it just it it's so funny to imagine just all these cartoons walking yeah. around as if, you know, they're it's normal. I would I would like to say the so the the villain aspect of this is <laughs> um if you if you don't if you get in debt to the cartoon mafia, the equivalent, that's not their actual name because that'd be too on the nose, they bootleg you, which is they put you in this machine <laughs> so funny. to like make you look like an off brand of you as a character. And it took me like forty five minutes after watching it to try to like decompress and, and have those big picture type of reactions. The concept of bootlegging a character is horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it really was. But like I said, like I that didn't 
hit until I was like digesting the movie afterwards. And like, given that, like, it's a fun, again, with the con, like, I don't have kids, but I feel like if I did, I would be completely fine with them watching this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't anything in it that, you know, in e- any of the adult jokes, which there were not very many, yeah, it- but any of the adult jokes were so well hidden that you wouldn't, you know, a kid wouldn't have noticed yeah, it. it wasn't Shrek. Or it's like, ah, yes, that is a joke I don't get. Can you explain it to me, Uh, parent? No, you can't. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, I loved all the references. You know, at one point, Chip gets a Snoopy ear, which was really funny. And, like, it even gets to the point where, like, if you've ever read the the Peanuts cartoons or you've seen the the shows or the movies, uh, like, Snoopy, his ears will, like point and stuff like that so at one point they're they're being threatened and the ear taps chip on the head and points in the direction of the danger (laughs) (laughs) it's it's very a very well thought out movie like they they really took the time and effort to to put in some really uh just on point comedy it was really good yeah this this is going to get one of the hardest recommends that I feel like I can give. It's fun. It's lighthearted. It's the type of thing we could all do with more of. So, I, I mean, if you have Disney+, Plus, which, I mean, you, you hear us talk about this stuff enough, I feel like you should probably have it at this point. Um, add it to your to your list and just watch it, man. Like, I yeah, cannot recommend it. I promise you, you'll enough. enjoy it. It's, it's fun. It's got a little something for everybody. I mean, it even references like it references Nickelodeon at one point. Uh, the uh, door, the Explorer set with Paw Patrol. <laughs> it was I, good. Yeah, I, I feel like I texted because I watched it without Meg, and I feel like I texted her when they made that Paw Patrol joke. I was just like, "Are you serious?" But yeah, yeah, absolutely watch that as quick as you can. And then the villain. I don't know if I want to spoil anything with I, it or not. I guess I. I guess we shouldn't. I don't want to just because of like the way the movie is constructed. The first third of that movie, the villain is name only, building up to that reveal. Yeah. So, um, what's up? <laughs> I'm thinking of the. Uh, they go to the to the area of town, and they're like, "This is 2010 CGI, where nothing actually looks at you." Or early 2000s yeah. Polar Express. I think it's what that's they, what they call it. That's what. When that character started talking and it was Seth Rogen, I was shook. I was not expecting Seth Rogen. And then later in the movie, there's that scene where all of these characters start interacting, but they're all Seth Rogen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even my wife, she didn't even, she didn't realize it. And she goes, why is he voicing so many characters? And I said, he actually voices all of these characters. In the original movie, yeah. In the original movies. And so they just brought all of his characters in. (laughs) Like, you sound funny. (laughs) What do you mean? Look at you! I'm looking right at you. Can't you tell? He's got. It was like he's. Like, he's got that Polar Express dead eyes. <laughs> oh, that was great. It's, oh, it's very. There are parts of it that are very meta, very enjoyable. So yeah, again, just just watch it. Yeah, I'll give it a high rating. I mean, I think I'll give it a ten out of ten. Honestly, uh, I think just, just because just to be a contrarian, I'll give it a nine five. Okay. Just, I mean, nine I don't five. really have a reason for it. Just like it's so just watch it. Come on. I give it a 10 out of 10. I give it a 10 out of 10 because there really wasn't anything to compare it to. You know, there were no expectations for this movie. Yeah. You know, it was one of those that was like, really? Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers? Like, I remember that from, you know, long time ago. I remember watching a, a few episodes. I mean, they were funny, but it wasn't like my favorite thing. And then it's like, as soon as it ended, I turned on the show. I was like, all right, now I got to check out the show because I've, I've forgotten a lot about this. Yeah. I feel like the show and, would uh, end up being very formulaic, like like a Scooby-Doo episode. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. I understand the pacing of how this is going to work. It's just a matter of how they get from point A to point B, like that type of setup. 
You know, I have to say, one of my favorite scenes is when they hit each other in the head with the pipe. And the, bird. and the birds are still asleep in the birdhouse. And she's like, honey, your phone's ringing. And he's, he's like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> no, just don't answer it. No, I gotta answer it. It's my it's job, my honey. Job. I've got to do this. <laughs> Oh goodness! Yeah, watch it, watch it now. But uh, but with that, I guess that's about it. Yeah, just... We talked for a long time. This was a long episode, and that was just the the weird thing is we talked for a long time, but it was about stuff that we liked. Uh-huh. Normally, I yeah, feel like fun. when we rant, it's about like these are all the things I hated. Oh, and we've been talking for so long. <laughs> I was like, no, these are like everything we talked about today. All of the reveals from Star Wars Celebration. Like, if you're a Star Wars fan, go back in and read up on those. If you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't watched Obi Wan Kenobi yet, I mean, come on, are you even a Star Wars fan? Like, yeah, watch it. Talking about you talking about Stranger Things. Like, I mean, we weren't quite as high on Stranger Things, but like, if that's one of your favorite shows, then I feel like you have an obligation to finish out the last season. Oh yeah, for sure. And then Chip and it shouldn't have been so good. It's so fun, but it was. And part of me wants more. Like, I almost want them to make a sequel just because I was like, that was fun. I want that again. I, I don't want a sequel just because it, they would. I feel it. like it would be Guardians 2, where too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Yeah, but they could they would be the ones to use your title and be like... To Chip, to, to Dale. To Chip, to, da- to Dale. <laughs> to the rescue. Rescue Rangers 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> what is that, what is that even that. a sequel of? That was an actual sequel of something in like the 80s. It was. Um, it was... Uh, Breakin, 1984. What? Breakin 2, Electric Boogaloo. Whatever. The only actor in this movie I've ever heard of is Ice-T. <laughs> That's what you need. It's a 1984 sequel about breakdancing. Nice. I'm horrified that this movie exists. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you in two weeks. But until next time, nerd out.